Welcome to episode 135 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all this football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on youtube.com slash Matt Witt, or you can listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcast. Today, we have a fun episode. It is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Vikings fans. We're going to be talking about what we're thankful for. What we are thankful for on this 2021 Thanksgiving for the Minnesota Vikings team. We're also going to be taking a look, obviously, previewing the upcoming matchup where the Minnesota Vikings will take on the red hot San Francisco 49ers on an away game. We're going to have a fun episode today. A very fun episode. And I hope you all uh, enjoy listening to this. So here we go. You enjoy listening to this podcast. If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. Happy Thanksgiving, Vikings fans. Today is November 25th and 2021 Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving, all of you guys. Hope you enjoy your turkey, and have a great day. We have some some good games today, too. Some good games. As Vikings fans, we have good games. I mean, the Lions, we obviously always have the Lions to watch. Um, I usually cheer for the Lions. I'm not going to lie. I want to see the Lions win just because of how bad they are. I know they're in a division. I'm not supposed to cheer for them. But I always say, though, I say I have two favorite teams, the Minnesota Vikings, obviously, and the the Detroit Lions. Why? Because the Lions give us two easy wins every year. So, yeah, I'll cheer for the Lions. Um, This year was not an easy win, though, but um, next one should be as Clint Kubiak finally realized what an offense is supposed to look like. But as a whole, Minnesota Vikings, I will be cheering for the Lions, especially because they're be they're going to be playing the Chicago Bears. We have um, ooh, we have the Bills Saints. Obviously, we're cheering for the Bills. Always got to cheer for the AFC teams, uh, especially when they're playing the New Orleans Saints. We also have um, uh, Cowboys Raiders. So cheering for the Raiders. Just cheer for all the AFC teams and and the Lions. That's what I do. Just cheer for the AFC teams and the Lions. Um, it would be huge if the if the Saints could lose. I mean. I don't fear the Saints at all. I think the Saints are the most overrated team in the NFL right now. And like I said about the Seattle Seahawks earlier in the season, I said Seahawks are going to be fourth in the division. They're going to miss the playoffs this year. And now it's it's that that already happened pretty much. I mean, we can confirm that's going to happen. Uh, Saints, I think, will fall apart as well as their offense is terrible. I mean, I, I can't I haven't they're one of the worst offenses in football. I'm surprised they're five and five. It just comes to show how important coaching staff and defense really is. But as a whole. Minnesota Vikings. Happy Thanksgiving, all Vikings fans. So we're going to look at what Vikings fans are most thankful for on this Thanksgiving. And number one is my favorite. And we're going to talk about this. Number one, this one touches me. I'm thankful for the Eagles. I'm thankful for the Eagles that they drafted Jalen Rager. It just means so much. Thank you, Eagles. Thank you, Howie Roseman, for taking the obvious worst choice at wide receiver and giving us Justin Jefferson. With the 21st overall pick in the 2020 draft, the Philadelphia Eagles decided to draft Jalen Reger when Justin Herbert or Justin Jefferson was up there on the board. Yeah, they drafted Jalen Reger. So we are so thankful, Eagles, for making the obvious worst choice in the draft and giving us Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Jefferson. I don't know why I'm saying Herbert. Justin Jefferson, top five wide receiver in the NFL, only on his second year. I believe he's 22 right now. Top five receiver in the NFL, fifth and fourth in receiving yards now fourth in receiving yards, and has outperformed some of the best wide receivers in the NFL so far. Justin Jefferson has outperformed DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs. Do I need to keep going on? I mean, Justin Jefferson is elite, and we, Vikings fans, we might hate you, Eagles. Obviously, you destroyed our our 2017 season where we were supposed to get a home game in the Super Bowl. You might have uh, gave us a couple tears before, Eagles. 
but you give us tears of joy when it comes to drafting Jalen Rager in the 2020 draft as you gave us the best receiver in the NFL. And I say best receiver, not that he's the best receiver, but he's the receiver I would rather have than anybody else in the NFL right now because we have another 10 years of dominance with Justin Jefferson on our roster, and he's still on his rookie contract lighting up defenses. Thank you, Eagles. We are so thankful that you decided to draft Jalen Rager. Thank you, Howie Roseman. Thank you, uh, thank you, Raiders, for drafting Henry Ruggs. I mean, we all hate Henry Ruggs now, but again, thank you for drafting Henry Ruggs instead of Jefferson. Uh, thank you, Broncos, for drafting Jerry Judy. Thank you, Cowboys, for drafting CeeDee Lamb. I believe those are the four receivers that were drafted before Jefferson. Thank you, all of you guys, for not drafting Jefferson and just leaving him for the Vikings. I mean, he just looks good in purple and gold. And thank you, Eagles, for drafting Jalen Reger. We got another JJ one up next. Thank you, Justin Jefferson, for complaining about targets. I am so happy. Like, Jefferson already earned his colors in the NFL. He might be on his rookie contract second year, but he's got he's got the leverage on this Vikings team. So thank you for complaining about targets because it was so blatantly obvious that Clint Kubiak had to target you more, that Kirk was supposed to target you more, but Kubiak doesn't know how to run an offense. It was so obvious after the Cowboys game where he, I believe he had three receptions. Um, and then the week after that, I think it was Raiders. He had like two receptions. I mean, it was just bad. The, the two back-to-back -back weeks now in the last two weeks, he's 130 plus receiving yards in both of those games, eight plus receptions in both of those games. Thank you for complaining about targets because this gave this Vikings offense a new identity. It gave the Vikings offense the right identity, which is revolving around the pass game when you have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne as your wide receiver tandem. You have one of the best wide receiver tandems in the NFL, and we have to revolve around the pass if we want to continue to win games. And JJ, you are the reason why we won the last two games against the LA Chargers and against the Green Bay Packers. And hopefully this upcoming one against the San Francisco 49ers Hopefully Kirk can get enough time inside the pocket. We're going to talk about that more upcoming, but JJ, thank you for complaining about targets because Jefferson complaining about targets gave the Vikings offense a new identity. And the thing about it is when Stefan Diggs was mad, it's completely different from the Stefan Diggs situation because Stefan Diggs was mad when the Vikings were winning. He was still mad about getting targets. Jefferson knew the reason why the Vikings were losing was because he wasn't getting targets. So we all respectably agreed with Jefferson. And I'm just so thankful that he complained about targets and all of us Vikings fans are as well. Next up, Minnesota Vikings on this 2021 Thanksgiving, we're going to show some appreciation for someone who doesn't get any appreciation. Thank you, Andre Patterson. Okay, Vikings, we trashed on the coaching staff all season. Clint Kubiak, he looks like the worst offensive mind in football. Mike Zimmer might be a good defensive mind, but he's no head coach and should be a defensive coordinator somewhere as he will next year. Clint Kubiak on the other side, on the other side, next job will be at Amazon warehouse. That's how bad of a play caller he is. But uh, as a whole, thank you, Andre Patterson. I mean, Andre Patterson drafted or no, didn't draft Everson Griffin, gave Everson Griffin the identity that he has today and uh, prayers up for Everson Griffin. I mean, I want to show all respect to him right now. Um, but as a whole, just a tremendous Viking with the team, and I hope he's doing well. But uh, also drafting Daniel Hunter in the third round, bringing him up to what he is right now. You also see what Andre Patterson's doing with Armand Watts, James Lynch, DJ Wanham. Do I have to keep going on? We have to show some thankfulness for Andre Patterson, as right now, it's no surprise that Armand Watts as a sixth-round draft pick is looking as great as he is because Andre Patterson is his defensive-minded head coach. Just an excellent coordinator. And, um, I mean, he's mostly of a defensive lines uh, coach as a whole, but a great defensive coordinator. And we have to show some appreciation for Andre Patterson. There's a little bit of appreciation here because he doesn't get enough. And he's really the Vikings, head co or the Vikings coach who has 
done the most for our team on our current coaching staff as of right now. Thank you, Vikings fans. We have one of the best fan bases in football. Now, that's an understatement. We have the best fan base in football. Minnesota Vikings fans have traveled with the team, and I hear skull chants on every game. doesn't matter if it's home or away. There's a skull chant going on. Vikings team shows up to every game and gets loud. It just comes to show it, it played a key factor on why the Vikings were unsuccessful in the 2020 season was just because we didn't have the home field advantage that we usually have. On and away games against the Arizona Cardinals, Vikings fans showed up. Showed up against the LA Chargers, and honestly, without Vikings fans against the Chargers, we might not have won that game. That's how loud the fans were. And the la the Vikings fans were louder than the Chargers fans in that game. They traveled in every game we've played so far this season. Vikings fans are the best fans in, in the NFL right now. And at home, obviously, get loud as well. So we have a huge home field advantage because of our Vikings fans. And then also with this um, Everson Griffin situation. Now, I haven't really talked on much on Everson Griffin because I really don't understand the situation. I'm going to be honest. I don't feel obligated talking on the Everson Griffin situation. But what I do know is it just comes to show how how great of a fan base we are because just the love that we're giving this and um, how the police responded to the situation and really all trying to help him, all of Vikings fans reaching out for Everson Griffin, the players. I mean, we love Griffin. Griffin's been with the team a long time. I've 10 plus years. He's been in the NFL in his thirties. We want him to do well. And I haven't talked in the situation because I really don't feel obligated to. I'm not a psychologist. I don't understand what he's going through. I try to understand, but I don't feel like I should talk on the situation. I believe there's people who are better for that. So that's why I haven't really talked on the Everson Griffin situation on this podcast. But I just want to I one thing I did notice is how great the Vikings fans are. And it 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 touches me how great they how much we're we love our Everson Griffin and really any player, even if it was Bashad Breeland suffering with this. Vikings fans would still show out and um taking the mental health uh, stuff seriously. So thank you, Vikings fans. I'm so thankful for all of you guys. I'm thankful for all you guys who watch the diehard Vikings fans who watch this podcast, who tune into the podcast, tune into the show live or pre-recorded. Thank you for all of you Vikings fans. Those are the diehard Vikings fans. And really, everybody as a whole, thank you, Vikings. I mean, I can go on and on. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you, Dalvin Cook, for just being great players. But I wanted to show some extra appreciation for the uh, people who people who don't get much appreciation, like Andre Patterson. I mean, geez, that guy's been the best Vikings coaching coach I've ever seen in like my my time. The best Vikings coach I've seen in my time has been Andre Patterson, able to coach up a lot of these defensive guys. And um, Mike Zimmer gets credited a lot with his Vikings defense, and he is like it's it's a Mike Zimmer defensive scheme. And I I want to show some appreciation. I don't really like Mike Zimmer as a head coach. I think he's a terrible head coach. He's a great defensive mind. He really is. And that's why if like Vikings signing defensive coordinator Mike Zimmer next year wouldn't make any sense. I mean, he's going to get fired and go be a defensive coordinator somewhere. He's a great defensive mind when it comes to head coaching, just doesn't have what it takes, especially in 2021, where you want a young offensive minded head coach who can bring your offense to the next level. I mean, you, we're going to go against Kyle Shanahan next week. Kyle Shanahan is exactly what you're looking for in an offensive-minded head coach in 2021. So uh, whoever our next quarterback is going to be after Kirk Cousins, I hope they can play for a better uh, head coach than Mike Zimmer. Or when I say better head coach, I'm talking about a head coach who understands offenses because Mike Zimmer does not understand an offense past 1982. So I hope to see a better offensive-minded head coach play whoever is going to be our next quarterback, whether we decide Kellen Mond or draft someone in the 2022 draft. 
no <laughs> 2023 draft whenever it's going to happen there's no quarterback you want to draft in the 2022 draft i don't care what any vikings fans say you're not drafting a quarterback in 2022 that's how bad of a draft class it really looks like but as a whole vikings fans thankful for all of you guys thankful for all these vikings players who have come up in the season thus far and especially thankful for you philadelphia eagles for just giving us justin jefferson you guys are who to credit for giving us justin jefferson thank you howie roseman Thank you, Eagles, for giving us Justin Jefferson and drafting Jalen Rager. Have a great Thanksgiving, guys. And next up, we're going to take a look at the Minnesota Vikings-San Francisco game. This is a Sunday 325 game on Fox. Minnesota Vikings will tr travel to San Francisco to take on the 5-5 five five San Francisco 49ers, who are three-point favorites at home in this matchup. Okay, this is a good one. I am so excited about this. We have a lot of good games this week. I mean, I'm recording this. It's on Thursday, Thanksgiving. We have some great Thanksgiving games. Um, great Thanksgiving meals coming up as well. Uh, but going into Sunday, we have a lot of great games coming forward. And, um, I mean, obviously you have games like right here, Houston and Jets. I mean, no one's going to watch that when you have all these incredible games going on. Uh, but you always got the bad teams. You can put the... I mean, Houston Jets is better than watching... I guess I guess even... And any team can be any team. But as a whole, these upcoming week looks very good and it's a great slate of games minnesota vikings san francisco 49ers are both five and five and playing for a wild card spot in the playoffs right now uh vikings you can say they're playing for the division but they're really not they're playing for that wild card spot uh green Bay packers have an easy schedule coming forward um both teams playing for that wild card spot whoever wins this game will move into the picture and whoever loses will lose out if saints win tonight but as a whole minnesota vikings traveling to san francisco this is a good game if there are two teams in the nfl who you don't want to play right now it is the san francisco 49ers and the minnesota vikings two red hot teams in the nfl san francisco 49ers just beat the bills two weeks ago i believe it was 31 to 10 was it the bills do i have that right I might have that wrong. No, it was the Rams. Okay, I thought I had that wrong. The, the They beat the Rams 31-10 to 10 on Monday Night Football. I don't know how I forgot about that. Uh, they beat the Rams, their division rival, 31-10 to 10 on Monday Night Football. They also are coming off of a 30-10 to 10 beat win against the Jags. I know it's the Jags, but you beat the Jags 30-10. to 10. You are looking hot, and they looked good in that game. Debo Samuel is lighting up defenses, just the way Justin Jefferson is. But you know who's also a hot team right now? The Minnesota Vikings, who are coming off of two excellent wins against the Green Bay Packers at home, winning on a win, a game-winning field goal by Greg Joseph. Thank you, Greg Joseph, for finally being a Vikings kicker who can make a game-winning kick. That's not against the Detroit Lions. And then also we have, of course, our game that we won against the LA Chargers. So two playoff teams we beat in a row. Both teams are hot right now, and two teams you don't want to face in the NFL. If I were to name two, te two teams, it'd be Minnesota Vikings, San Francisco 49ers, I mean, Patriots are hot right now, too, but you don't want to play these teams as they are hitting stride. The last times we played the San Francisco 49ers was the playoff game and um, didn't go so well. If you Vikings fans remember, the Minnesota Vikings played the, the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round of the playoffs where they lost 27 to 10. But as all this Vikings history with the 49ers have been back and forth, I mean, 30 no, 23 to 24 and one. So San Francisco 49ers have one game above us. Um, if we win this game, it'll tie it up. And the history will be uh, tied up with the San Francisco 49ers, who have been consistently a better team than the Vikings. Uh, when you're looking at their history as a whole, Vikings have beat the 49ers. I believe the biggest upset in history was when the Vikings beat the 49ers in the playoffs uh, when they were one of the best teams in the NFL. That was when they had Joe Montana, Steve Young, um, before my time, but 
Obviously, I know about that game, the biggest upset in NFL history. But now taking a look at the Vikings Wednesday injury report, if I can find this. Nope, that was already what we went over. Okay, Vikings Wednesday injury report. COVID continues to run through our locker room. As expected, as the Vikings are the most unvaccinated team in the NFL, COVID continues to ruin our week, week in and week out. Dalvin Tomlinson has now tested positive and was ruled out in this upcoming game. Josh Metellus is still also on the COVID reserve list. Now, it's pretty interesting who's going to target, um, who's going to, Who's going to start at the three tech position over uh, Delvin Tomlinson is Delvin Tomlinson will be out. It's James Lynch. I mean, Sheldon Richardson. I'm going to make my prediction right now. I think Sheldon Richardson is going to start at defensive end. I believe Everson Griffin won't play in this upcoming game, obviously, with the situation going on. Um, hope he's doing well. But uh, with DJ Wanham and Sheldon Richardson starting on the outside as Sheldon Richardson played at his, as a defensive end in college, I believe they will play at the defensive end position with James Lynch and Armand Watts as our inside defensive lineman. Wyatt Davis also did not participate in Wednesday's practice with an ankle injury. Wyatt Davis backup right guard uh, likely wouldn't play anyways. I still hope he can take Ole Udo's job as I think Ole Udo has been the most overrated player on this Vikings team so far with 10 plus penalties. Still, I hope he's, I would rather see him start than Wyatt Davis right now as Wyatt Davis is a rookie third round pick. Bashad Breeland was also a limited participant during Wednesday's practice with a groin injury. Anthony Barr, once again, a limited participant during Wednesday's practice with a knee injury. Anthony Barr, I would expect him to be back, especially going up against them and that run game with Debo Samuel. If you remember the last time Anthony Barr played, he, he, he has some nightmares with the 49ers. The last time Anthony Barr played at the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo pancaked him and how do you get pancaked by Jimmy Garoppolo when you're twice his size? I don't know, but Anthony Barr has really fallen off and really hasn't been the same since that pancake from Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, with Anthony Barr going up against Jimmy, um, no, no, uh, George Kittle. So George Kittle, another great blocker who will be blocking on Anthony Barr. I hope he can have a good game. And we really need him to be back because we don't want to see Blake Lynch and Nick Vigil starting at our outside linebacker positions because they will run the rock through our defense all game long. Vikings have averaged 127 rushing yards per game and going up against Debo Samuel, who's just lighting up defenses in the run and pass game. Uh, Eli Mitchell, the rookie as well. They got they got Jeff Wilson back. So a pretty good run game, even without Raheem Mostert. They have a solid run game uh, through and through. But 49ers injuries, some notable injuries. Tavarius Moore was ruled out with an Achilles injury, will likely be out the remainder of the season, has not been put on IR quite yet. Uh, Jamichael Hasty, running back, did not participate during Wednesday's practice with an ankle injury. Also with him, I wouldn't expect him to play. I mean, Eli Mitchell, Jeff Wilson will likely be splitting snaps. You also have the rookie Trey Sermon who can step in there as well. Josh Norman was a limited participant during Wednesday's practice with a rib injury. Josh Norman just hasn't been the same since uh, since Derek Henry put him in his place. So Josh Norman likely won't even play anyways. Uh, also, Lakin Tomlinson, their starting left guard, was a limited participant with an ankle injury. Some uh, questionable players to play right there. Uh, but 49ers injuries have been rough all season long. I mean, Raheem Moster after the first week, I mean, was went down in the first week, hasn't played since and won't play the rest of the season. Javon Kinla, 14th overall pick in 2020, also hasn't played. D Ford, Tavon Wilson, Mike McKinley, they're starting right right tackle, and then Muhammad Sanu as well. I mean, I didn't even know Muhammad Sanu was with the 49ers. What did, I thought Muhammad Sanu retired. I didn't even know he's still in the NFL, but he's on IR on the 49ers IR list as well. Um, I'm sure Mohamed Sanu still wishes he played with the Falcons because they would use him. They would use him quite a bit if he played with the Falcons right now. So, um, is Treadwell still with the Falcons? Who knows? I mean, Sanu, I didn't know he was still in the NFL, but he's on their IR list as well right there. So anyways, like I said, with the 49ers, they are a red hot team. Why? 
Debo Samuel. No, their defense. Their defense is why they're five and five right now. That defense is unstoppable. Holding the Rams, Matthew Stafford in that offense to only 10 points. They scored 31 points in their defense as well. Last week, Jaguars only scored 10 points. And I believe they needed special teams in order to do so. So that that Niners defense, even without Javon Kinlaw and D Ford, has been elite. With Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa rushing the passer on the outside, I mean, Kirk's not going to be safe. Kirk just isn't. And this is the biggest red flag in this matchup is that pass rush. Because like we've seen with Kirk Cousins, under pressure, if he doesn't have an open receiver, he can't. He just doesn't move with his legs. That's the problem. People say Kirk can't move. He can move. And we saw it. We saw it at Washington. We saw it the first year he was with the Vikings. Kirk can move. He just doesn't. And with Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa rushing him on the outside, you have Fred Warner coming up the middle as well. I mean, how is Kirk going to be able to make plays? This really is going to test him. Because the last two weeks, yes, the last two weeks we played against some okay defenses. I mean, Joey Bosa a couple weeks ago. But the last two weeks, Kirk had a great week. Both weeks in a row. He had a great game. Yes, that's because of Justin Jefferson. Yes, that's because of Adam Thielen. But mainly because he had time inside the pocket. Mainly because he was able to, the offensive line was able to buy him enough time to make a plays. This is going to test that. Can Kirk Cousins play against an elite pass rushing defense? 49ers might not be the best secondary in football. Justin Jefferson's going to own whoever their undrafted uh, free agent, uh, what is, what's his name? K1. Kwan Williams. Yep. They're starting a uh, corner. Justin Jefferson will be working on him. I mean, Jefferson's going to be open. Adam Thielen from inside the slot. He always finds a way to be open as well, especially in the red zone. You have Conklin on top of that. Like Vikings are going to have open receivers. Thing with Kirk Cousins, he's not going to be comfortable. And the 49ers defense knows this. They just have to rush him all game long. It's going to rely on two things. It's going to rely on Kirk Cousins, how he can perform under pressure perform under pressure if he's able to make plays with his legs make plays with an arms uh in order to convert their step first downs and then you also have our tackles right now christian derisaw will be playing on i believe he'll be playing on eric armstead and then we have right tackle brian o'neill the most underrated player in this vikings team who will be going up against nick bosa so two excellent defense events who they have right there who will be rushing us all game long and it's going to really struggle if Kirk Cousins can perform. This is going to test that theory about can Kirk Cousins perform, especially on an away game against that defense. I mean, that defense feeds off of the energy from the fans. Vikings fans will show up, as they do always when we play in California. If I remember two weeks ago, we played against the LA Chargers. Vikings fans really showed up, and they will likely again against the San Francisco 49ers. Vikings fans, the best fan base in football. Yes, I'm biased when I say that, but they will show up against this matchup. So we'll have Vikings fans there, but add us a whole... This defense is going to feed off of the energy in the stadium. And Kirk Cousins, as a whole, from this past, just doesn't look good under pressure as a whole. I hope he can switch that. I hope that switch with the Vikings offense can stay on. You also have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Okay, 49ers are not the best team against the run anymore. They don't have the best front four. With Javon Kinlaw out, obviously they don't have um, DeForest Buckner on their team anymore. So they're not the best team up the middle. They still have Fred Warner up the middle. But as a whole, they, they don't have the best front four that they used to have when we played them two years ago in the playoffs, on the divisional round of the playoffs, where the Vikings were not able to run the ball. Even with Delvin Cook, we were not able to move the ball on the ground. That's going to be different in this game. As the, Vi as the 49ers defense might be one of the best teams against as a whole. I mean, one of the best defenses as a whole and teams in the NFL when it comes down to it. They're great at rushing the passer. That's what they do best. But you still have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Okay, Dalvin Cook has been quiet the last couple weeks. 
that's mostly because he's being overshadowed by Justin Jefferson. And I credit this Vikings offense. I love the new identity that we're seeing. Clint Kubiak finally realized how to call an offense. Justin Jefferson just needed to complain. And Clint Kubiak realized what an offense is supposed to look like as we are revolving around the pass now. We still have Dalvin Cook in the run game. The run game is open against the 49ers defense. This is completely different than two years ago. And then you also have the pass game. So as a whole, Vikings have a lot of options here. It's just going to be questionable on how Kirk can perform under pressure because that's what the 49ers defense does best and what they've done best all season thus far. So how are the Vikings going to win this game if they do win? You got to continue the same offense. You have to have the same identity you did the last two weeks where you are an explosive offense. When I say explosive offense, I'm talking 40 shot, 40 yard shots down the field back in for first downs, second down, third down. I don't care what down it is. You are taking shots down the field because that's what we saw the last two weeks. What were the results? The Vikings won the last two weeks as underdogs against the Packers who were the top ranked by P by NFL power rankings in the NFL against the Chargers. Justin Herbert, who's one of the best MVP candidates right now. Vikings were able to contain him, looked great as an offensive identity. And this new identity we have as an offense where we revolve around the past, where Clint Kubiak realizes we have Justin Jefferson. This is the identity we have to bring week in and week out against the 49ers, against the Steelers. Going forward, we have to continue this pace. We have to ride this Vikings pace. Oh, yeah, and you have Dalvin Cook as your running back. Okay, so I'm not saying don't use Dalvin Cook. Obviously, he's a great running back. I'm saying be an explosive offense because this is what worked with the Vikings. This is why we lost against the Dallas Cowboys. This is why we lost against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. We should have won both of those games. If we were able to call the right plays, if we had the same offense that we should have ran all season long, we would be a nine and one team right now. We would. We'd be a nine and one team right now if we could continue to run the right the right offense. Potential ten and zero team right now if the Vikings were able to bring this offense week in and week out. Um, Vikings just keep the same explosive offense you had the last couple of weeks against the 49ers defense because this is a tough defense and. Maybe the toughest defense we've played all season thus far, but they don't have a lockdown corner. So Justin Jefferson's going to be open all game. Uh, the pass game is going to be open. The run game up the middle should be open depending on how they play. I mean, it's really a question on how the 49ers uh, run stopping defense will look. But again, the pass game will likely be open. Even with Justin Jefferson and how great of a safety duo they have, Vikings pass game should be open. It's really going to rely on Kirk Cousins. And that's the, that's the biggest factor is Kirk Cousins because statistically Kirk is the best quarterback in the NFL right now statistically he is we all know he's not the most talented quarterback but he does the job he's like Tannehill with the Titans right now they don't have the talent that Mahomes might have or Kyler Murray dual threat quarterback or Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers or any of these players might have but they do the job right and that's what we need him to do in this game on an away game against San Francisco it's not a primetime matchup. You're on an away game against one of the best pass rushing defenses. You just have to perform under pressure. And that is the biggest factor on if the Vikings win this game, it will have to do on how Kirk Cousins can look when he is pressured because that's what the 49ers will do to us all game long. Bold prediction of the week. The Minnesota Vikings will... No, CJ Ham will catch a touchdown in this game. CJ Ham has yet to receive a touchdown in the NFL so far. He did actually get a receiving touchdown, but it was called back because of a holding call uh, that really didn't even have to do with the play. I don't know why they even called it, but uh, CJ Ham will get a receiving touchdown in this game as he gets one every year, and I believe it will be in this game. Um, obviously, 
49ers have Kyle Yushek. I mean, CJ Ham, it's finally time for him to prove that he is better than Kyle Yushek, as Yushek has been an overrated fullback throughout his career. CJ Ham is the better back, uh, one of better fullback, and hopefully he can show that in this matchup. So I believe he will make a touchdown catch, and it will be less than 10 yards because he's not a very fast guy. So I believe his touchdown reception will just be in the end zone, kind of like how the Vikings have used Tyler Conklin as a whole. Minnesota Vikings, final prediction for this game. The Vikings will win this game. It's so tough. Like, I haven't had more of an issue about predicting a game because it really has to do with how Kirk Cousins is going to look under pressure. Um, he hasn't looked great so far under pressure, but in this matchup, how Kirk Cousins has played, it really, I'm assuming that he's going to continue and ride the stride that the Vikings offense has been able to perform. Uh, Vikings final prediction, Vikings will win by four points on a 24-20 to 20 win over San Francisco 49ers as underdogs, winning three straight games as underdogs. Minnesota Vikings offense is here. They have arrived, and this Vikings offense should look good in this game. Vikings defense is going to look bad. They make every opposing offense look good, but it really is going to come down to how Kirk Cousins can perform under pressure. That is the bottom line if the Vikings win this game. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode, the Thanksgiving special of Morning Kickoff, episode 135, where we talked about what we were thankful for in this Vikings team, and we also previewed our upcoming matchup with the Minnesota Vikings team. I hope you all did enjoy tuning into this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Morning Kickoff. Have a great Thanksgiving.